Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. Man, Jasmine, you started the show. I was just getting ready to stuff my mouth with my afternoon snack, and now i got to talk for 20 minutes. Unbelievable. Did you get the memo? I wanted to wait five minutes. I wanted to start the show five minutes late today. I don't know what's going on. I'll throw in some more spots next time. It's like I'm not even in charge anymore. I don't even understand. You guys just come in here, and you take over, and you start doing whatever the hell it is, and you keep calling it your job or whatever. It's like, God. 6.30 K, how Denver's talk station. I'm Leland Conway. Lots to talk about today. We have uh, Christy Burton-Brown coming on the show today. Uh, we're going to talk about Proposition HH, how we're going to stop it, the lawsuit that's been filed because there is deceitful language in the balloting process, and we're sick of it. So we're going to talk about all of that, um, but but I, I also we've got basically, I don't want to call this breaking news because you knew it was coming, but confirmation that the House Oversight Committee is going to subpoena the Bidens, which they should, but... What I love about how uh, House Oversight Chairman James Colmer has done with this is that he has put together a very, very Loctite case of criminality against the Biden family. And uh, we'll get into some of that audio a little bit later in the program. But I want to start with the uh, gas station ban in uh, Louisville, Colorado. It's so funny. I still have a hard time calling it Louisville because I moved here from Louisville, Kentucky, which you have to say it with like, like you have rocks or marbles in your mouth like if you go to louisville kentucky and you say oh i'm getting off the plane in louisville like they'll laugh at you and they'll be like you're definitely not from here and then if you go well louisville then they'll be like no you're still not from here it's louisville or louisville or louisville right and it just depends like if you're from louisville like if that's where that's your hometown it's usually louisville louisville if you're from the the hinterlands in Kentucky, which is where I'm from, it's Louisville. You're going to go over to Louisville, right? Uh, so anyway, it's weird. When I see Louisville, that's like how you actually guys, you guys actually say it, and yet it's spelled like Louisville. So it's weird. Anyway, they're a bunch of crazy nut jobs because their city council, no, I'm not backing off that statement. They banned gas stations because they want you to drive an electric car. This is This is so... Dumb. How many times over the last two or three weeks I have spent a number of shows asking this sort of rhetorical question, and I'll do it again, and you can feel free to weigh in in any way you want, 57739, 57739, text Leland. The rhetorical question is what happens in the brain of somebody um, who is elected to an office, whether it's dog catcher, city council person, meter reader or president of the United States. They get elected and then all of a sudden they think uh, the votes for me were a mandate from the people that I know better than them. And so now I can just edict to them whatever the hell I want them to do. Like at what point did the city council of Louisville 
decide that they know better than everybody. They're like, well, we're frustrated because the people, the citizens, our constituents, don't want to buy electric cars, and that frustrates us. So we're going to ban gas stations so they have to buy electric cars because that's what being elected to city council's power is, right? Like, hold on a second. Aren't you answering the question? If you say, I'm doing the bidding of my constituents, you can't possibly say that. That can't possibly be the case because you're com- you're doing you're passing a law that is deliberately trying to make your constituents do something you know they don't want to do because that's the purpose of the law. The constituents don't want to buy an electric car. Therefore, you're mad. You're going to pass a law that will force them to buy an electric car. You cannot argue in any logical basis that you are representing your constituents. That's not democracy. That's like quasi weird sort of strange communist dictatorship that's what that is and that's what they're doing plus it's also there's doesn't make any sense i mean from a standpoint of like oh well they'll just go to the next town over and buy a gallon of gas so it's not actually going to force them to do what you want them to be forced to do even though your goal is to force them to do something they don't want to do it's dumb And then if you already have a gas station, you have to put new uh, electric chargers uh, for EVs into the gas station if you want to add more pumps, which is interesting because that's going to limit your access to gas. Because let's say demand for gas goes up and they need to meet that demand by adding a few more pumps. In order to add a few more pumps, they have to add electric car chargers. And so that is an enormous cost. There's something you probably don't know about electric car chargers that a lot of people don't know. A lot of you little greenies driving around your little Teslas with your little bumper sticker about how much better you are than me because I drive a fossil fuel truck. A lot of you don't realize, you, you, don't, you have no idea like the slave labor that went in to build the car that you have and your iPhone that you tweet out like anti-capitalist stuff on while you drive a $60,000 electric car. But anyway, that's beside the point you don't realize like what does it take to actually provide you with this sort of free fuel that you think it is like i bought an electric car because i don't have to pay for gas you're a dummy you have to pay for gas i don't have to pay for gas you have to pay for electricity you stupid idiot and guess where that electricity comes from i posted a meme on twitter and facebook and instagram and it's a train of coal cars and it's like oh look electric car food i mean that's what it is Still, the power grid is still 80, 80, uh, no, it's more than that. The power grid currently is about 90% powered by fossil fuels. There's a portion of it that's fueled by um, nuclear, which there should be more of that, and a portion that's fueled by hydro. But the rest of it is all fossil fuels with some little supplements of wind and solar here and there, but they're not fully dependable. Ask California. So California is, get this, they're importing electricity from other states. So think about that for a second. It's like, so like when we, when we shut off our own access to oil in America, then we, we still need it. Like the demand hasn't gone down. Like nobody went out and bought like a million electric cars overnight. And so uh, we still need the gas. But when Joe Biden like cuts off our access to that oil and gas here in America, because when he took over, we were energy independent. Now we're not. Then we have to import it on a big chip ship coming from China across the ocean, spewing carbon into the atmosphere. None of this makes any sense. Anyhow, going back to this whole point, um, the Maverick Observer pointed out something really interesting. You can find them on the internet at themaverickobserver.com. It's really hard. Um, 
they point out a safety problem with this requirement of existing gas stations to add electric car chargers if they want to add gas pumps. Hold on. Put a pen, put a post-it note in that. I got to go back and finish the point I was making. The things you don't know about electric vehicle chargers. So you know what an iceberg, right? You know about an iceberg. If you have the tip of the iceberg, you know that most of the ice is under the water. Just a little bit of it. That's why they call it. It's where the saying, tip of the iceberg comes from. That's how an electric car charger is. The charger that you see on top, the little pole, you're like, oh, we could put like 30 of those in here. It would be awesome. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Underneath that is a massive sort of, um, I forget how to, I, I don't really know all the technical terms and all of that kind of stuff, but it's like a big base to it. And it's huge and it's underground and you don't see it. And that's where all the mechanisms are in the charger. So if you need to repair it, you have to dig it up and you need heavy equipment <laughs> powered by fossil fuels to dig it up. You need heavy equipment powered by fossil fuels to drop it off and put it in the ground. You need all of that stuff. And it's incredibly expensive. The parts are very hard to get. And it takes months and months and months to actually repair one. So you're telling a business, right? Um, you have to put this extremely expensive product in the store that nobody wants to buy. And you have to do it if you want to actually put the product in the store that people do want to buy. So now you're going to have to charge people more for the product they do want to buy because you have to pay all the costs for putting in the thing they don't want to buy. And now they get mad and go to another city and buy their gas. So effectively, this is what this, this, is what this does to the business. Now, to the Maverick Observer, they point out, and I didn't even think about this. So we know there's increasing... Um, I guess you would call it like information study investigation stuff coming out about the danger of lithium batteries catching on fire. We know that this is a proven problem in homes with chargers. Um, something goes wrong. You can have a fire that's very, very hard to put out. Um, those batteries, they, they've, they've had YouTube videos of Tesla vehicles on fire that have burned for months. Like they can't put the, they can't put the fire out. It's an electric fire. Electric fires are hard to put out. So I remember this total side trail though. I was early in radio I was producing a show for this guy, um, and he he was a horse racing analyst and and back in Kentucky, and uh, he'd come in every day and do a sports show and he'd talk about horses and stuff like that. Cool guy, he was good to me, but one one night he came into the radio station and he was in a a full blown panic, and he was running into the radio station. We we're like, hey Pete, what's up? and he just runs by, goes to the bathroom with this big plastic cup. And he fills it with water and he runs back out of the radio station. We're like, what is going on? He does this twice. We're like, what is going on? So we follow him back out. Well, his alternator on his old Crown Vic had caught fire. Now, if you're a millennial or a zillennial, you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say alternator. Like you used to be, you could tune up cars in the parking lot. You could change the oil. You could change the brakes. You could do all that kind of stuff. His alternator caught on fire with an electrical fire and he was trying to put water on it and the fire was getting bigger. And we're like, dude, no, 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 no. Don't put water on an electric fire. It's going to get worse. So we ran inside, got some baking soda, put that on there and it finally went out. It's very hard to put out an electrical fire. So imagine, if you will, as the Maverick Observer points out, the utter disaster that a potential rolling lithium electric fire 
20 feet away from a 5,000-gallon tank of gasoline. Imagine the absolute disaster that could be. Imagine the eco-disaster that could be. Imagine the environmental damage that could be. you got a gas station full of oil cans. You've got a 5,000-gallon underground gasoline tank next to a, 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 a charging station for a potential rolling electrical fire battery 20 feet away. Boom! They didn't even think about that, did they? That's probably the reason why a lot of gas stations are, if they do add them in, they're like way far away. And the come and go in Thornton has a bank of these things, but they're kind of far away from the gas pumps. And not every gas station has that many, um, that much land that they can put all that stuff on. Uh, text coming in 57739, 57739. Leland, they still don't address how we're going to make the 6,500 other items we use daily from fossil fuels. This is a great point. By the way, on your Yo, point, though, yes, okay. I do have a question. Wait, which point? My point or the Mavic Observer's point? Yo, the, the gas station point. Have you ever mm-hmm. driven away from a gas station with the gas thing still in your car? I did that when I was 16. I'm trying to debate whether I should answer this question, it honestly. It was not a good look for me. <laughs> not a good look. I'm trying to debate whether I should answer that question honestly or I, I should just pretend like I've never done embarrassed. that. I was very embarrassed. And I I literally drove about, I don't know, maybe <laughs> half a mile. And I heard this thing slapping across my car. And I'm like, oh, God. And yeah. I look out the side mirror and I, oh, oh so, Kelly, bad move. That's hilarious. I will... I will tell you my story of doing that. Yes, Kel-Kel, I have done this. I've decided to be honest. I, I figured you had. I try to be transparent with the people. So you know how God has a way of humbling you sometimes? Like if you get like full of yourself. And I remember I, I had bought, it was my very first Mercedes. And uh, I loved this thing. It was University of Kentucky Blue. It was Wildcat Blue. Um, it was a little C-class that I bought from a friend of mine, and I was so proud of it, and I thought I looked like such a badass driving around in my Mercedes, sunroof open. Look at me. Look at me in my UK blue, bright blue. Like that's Listen, driving anything that is UK blue in the state of Kentucky is going to get you attention. And at the time, I was still young, and I was still unmarried, so... You know, I was having some fun. So I pull into the gas station, and I'm very proud of my awesome high-end vehicle. And uh, I remember getting at the red light, and there was, like, these people looking at me in the car next to me. And they were just looking at me with this dumbfounded stare. Like, they weren't even trying to tell me what happened. They were just looking at me like, are you stupid or something? Right? And then I look in the mirror, and the gas pump handle is hanging out of my car. <laughs> and not a good look. Let me tell you. It's you know, really not a good right. look. Okay, so you remember in college, they talk about the walk of shame, right? When you come in and oh, they yeah. know they know you got your shoes in your hand oh, and your yeah. hair's yeah. all messed yeah. up and your zipper's all sideways. You know, everything's all out of whack. Well, you want to talk about the walk of shame was pulling back in with that damn thing hanging out of my super hot rod Mercedes Benz 
And that sheepish look when you go in and you tell, you're like, uh, and then the lady, she goes, she was so nice. She goes, oh, that's okay. It happens all the time. That's why it has a quick release on it. Yes. Because <laughs> it just, poof, it just popped right off. to me. That's exactly <laughs> what they said in California. Mine was a Honda Prelude. And, yep. and they were like, no problem whatsoever. That's what the quick release thing is for. And I was, I was devastated. Oh, uh, it's hilarious. That's oh hilarious. All right. Back to the great, great point, Kel Kel. Um, yes, I have done that once. I've never done it again. I'm terrified I'll do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure everybody listening at some point, maybe, maybe, I don't know, J- Jazzy, have you done it? Have you? I have never done that, actually. Actually, the look on your face right now is the one that I got from those people at the red light. Are you stupid or something? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. Yes, I am. I still have some time in life to do it, so yeah, I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, we'll get you thinking about it, and then next week you'll be in here telling us the story. Um, so back to the texture, 57739, if you want to jump in here. Uh, Leland, they still didn't address how we're going to make the other 6,500 atoms items we use daily from fossil fuels. Pick up something around you right now. I'm picking up a pen. This is a plastic pen. Uh, I've got a Formica top desk. Um, the microphone here has got some parts in it that are rubberized. Uh, the cable has some... Ru- all of this stuff is made from petroleum. All of it. All of it. So I, there's a meme on social media of one of these little purple-haired progressives with, you know, earrings in every orifice of their body, and they're sitting there in a coffee shop drinking an $8 latte with their MacBook that's $1,200, $1,300. And then on the MacBook, there's a sticker, and it's like, kill capitalism. And you're like, everything you're doing is a result of capitalism. Everything you consume right now is a result of petroleum-based products. Pretty much all of it. And look at I'm not saying that's necessarily good or bad. I mean, if we can make something that's recyclable and reuse it, hey, I'm a I'm I'm largely libertarian slash conservative, which means I like to conserve things. I was recycling before it was cool. Nobody had to pass a law to tell me to recycle. Why? Because I grew up in a household that didn't waste stuff. I grew up in a household that didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, and so we, we, we took care of things to this day. My wife and I are like, we reuse stuff. We're very frugal about stuff like that. We're blessed financially, partly because we are so frugal, right? We're blessed to have some things that we've worked very hard for and earned, but we take very good care of them because we were raised in such a way to appreciate that stuff. I was recycling long before it was cool, but the bottom line is there's no way to get rid of petroleum products and still have the lifestyle that you have. I promise you, I promise you lefties listening to me right now, I promise you with all of my heart, if if you snapped your fingers today and you got everything you wanted, tomorrow you'd be living in a cave running from the wolves. You just voted to put back in this country or in this in this state you'd have to run from those wolves because you wouldn't have anything you wouldn't have clothing you'd be living in a cave you'd have to make a grass skirt you'd be eating whatever you could hunt and whatever you could scrounge up because all of our society all of our system runs off petroleum-based products and we can't just replace that overnight and you certainly can't ban your way out of it i don't understand like why not let the free market do this well, I do understand the free market won't do it because the free market doesn't want to do it. I don't think it's that the free market doesn't want clean fuel. I think it's that the free market is aware there isn't anything to replace the fuel we're using right now, which is why you're having to be forced, cajoled, taxed, fined, and everything else into making these decisions. More on this, plus the indictments, or excuse me, the subpoenas coming for the Biden family. 630K, how Denver's talk station.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. to more Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. What? All right, we have a mystery here at the radio station. Uh, what is it, Coco? What's the problem? What are you asking? Uh, dude, listen. I got in this morning. I was off yesterday. We don't need all of that. Just tell us what's going on. We found some sunglasses. <sighs> all right. So we They're have Maui Jims. Maui Jims. Like with the blued out, like blue and yellow out, like they, does it look like... Yeah, yeah okay. it's like blue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is. So we're trying to figure out who belongs to those? We have no idea. Here at the radio station. We only have a few culprits that could here, possibly Here at 630K How. Correct. The double-wide manufactured home. You got in it. In the Mountain Vista trailer park. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Retirement community. I don't think they're Michael Browns. I believe they're Michael Browns. I don't think I so. I believe they're Michael Browns. No. I believe they belong to the lovable curmudgeon in the morning. No. He also drives a convertible uh, Nissan Murano. Did you know that? Yeah, that's no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't. Do- no, he does. No, it's he gold. Doesn't. Yes, he does. Okay. He has a gold Buick with a sunroof as well. And he drives slow in the left-hand lane wearing his Maui gyms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he actually does his show every morning in a Hawaiian shirt. I'm Listen, I'm deliberately trolling the Goober Nation right now because I want <laughs> they're going to text me. Well, why, are you, you inviting, you, why are you inviting this on ja- yourself? Jazzy, why do, who do you think would be wearing Maui gyms here at the radio station? I might go Michael Brown with you as well on that one. <laughs> yes. Well, who do you think it is, Cal Cal? I, I, I feel like Michael Brown drives a big red Cadillac with white leather he seats. He does not. You know better. And, and he putters and around. Gonna, you know he what? He's going to come in here he tomorrow putters, and kick my ass. He putters around his neighborhood in a golf cart. He does with his Maui gems. You absolutely suck. It's not my. Who do you think they belong to? I have no clue. We only know that there's doesn't belong to anybody on Martino. Could they be Dan Kaplis's? No, he's Mm. more of a Ray Ban type of. (laughs) I thought I would no. I would see Dan as more of a Warby Parker. Like he's very hip. Dan's very hip. He seems like he seems kind of nerdy at first, and then you get to know him. You're like, oh man, he hitchhiked across America when he was 19. He's oh pretty God. cool. He's like he's low key cool. So I see him wearing Warby Parker. Don't you? Does Dan drive a Volkswagen bus? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a mystery machine. <laughs> it says he's, righteous cases on the back. Yeah, he's he doesn't. Yeah, he's not Warby Parker. He, he's not like that. He's gonna kill me in the parking lot when I'm leaving, and he's coming I, in. You know what? As long as I'm not in for Michael Brown to kick my ass, I'm good. 
Why would Michael Brown be insulted by wearing oh Maui gyms and driving a red Cadillac with white leather seats? It's just not him. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. All right, text coming in, 57739. Leland, they are just preparing us for the default on the debt. It won't hurt so bad if you've learned to rely on Uncle Sam to take care of you. <laughs> That's probably true. Leland, tell them to watch Naked and Afraid. That's where they would be without fossil fuels. Also true. Leland, there's only one thing. Uh, there's another thing you only do once. This goes back to uh, Kel Kel's question about driving away with the gas. Um, uh, with the gas, uh, what do you call that? The Whatever they call that, the hose? gas handle, the hose. gas holes in your car. He said you will never, you will only one time forget to put the plug in your boat before you launch into the water. That's true. I've been there. My brother-in-law and I had a boat for a while that we used to go water skiing with. It was a little motorboat. Fun little thing. You do not put the plug in, you do not go water skiing. <laughs> You're lucky if you can get the boat out of the water at that point. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, text coming in saying they're Martinos. You think Martin? No, Mar- Mar- Martino doesn't wear no. Maui gems. No, 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 no. Major might though. No, no. Okay, well, what kind of sunglasses does Mark Major wear? Oh, I know what he wears. He wears those old guy, the big, huge black visors. You know what I'm talking about? That look like they wrap around the side of the head. Okay, those I'm saying old, nothing. That's that's what Mark Mark Major wears. Those like uh, old man. I, Black no. all yeah. the way around. You know what I'm talking about, right, Jazzy? Oh, definitely. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like the ones no. you get when you go to the eye doctor to get dilated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. He, he's walking around he with wears. like eye surgery no. glasses everywhere no. he goes. No. Yes. I have to deny this. Okay. <laughs> it's not happening. And you're just digging my grave further. Yeah, of course. You brought it up. Leland, I'll bet Michael Brown walks around in a tan colored slacks with white shoes. <laughs> The curmudgeon is coming after us. There will probably be a lawsuit on the desk in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's jump into some of this audio. Um, I want to I go to uh, James Comer. He is the House Oversight, I'm sorry, he's the House Oversight Committee chairman. He was being interviewed on Fox News, and he said, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to subpoena Biden and the family. Yeah, this is always going to end with the Bidens. Uh, coming in front of the committee. Uh, We are going to subpoena the family. I mean, we're putting the case together to win in court. Obviously, with all the opposition and obstruction we're getting from the Biden attorneys now, uh, we know that this is going to end up in court when we subpoena the Biden. So we're putting together a case. And I think we've done that very well. We've shown the bank records. If I had subpoenaed Joe and Hunter Biden the first day I became chairman of the committee, it would have been tied up in court and the judge would have eventually thrown it out because at that time the narrative was, well, they never took any money while he was vice president. He never had any communication with his business associates. And, uh, you know, the, the, the money never came from China. We've had to go every step of the way and prove the media narrative was wrong and the vice president and the, and the current president lied. We- okay, I want to make a point about this real quick before we play the rest of this audio. Um, this is a super important point. How much have we talked about how little the media cares about anything related to Biden unless it makes him look good? How much have we talked about how little the media cares about actual corruption in the government because they're worried about orange man bad? And this is the point. The media narrative has always been whatever Biden wanted it to be. That has always been the media narrative. And instead of doing what a journalist would do and go, oh, we have some evidence that there might be a there might be a story here and we could potentially find a smoking gun of serious corruption in the White House. They've, they've instead of pursuing that, they've covered it up. And so the media has gone with the Biden narrative the whole way, which means this early on. I'll never forget this early on. Comer was getting a lot of flack last at the beginning of the year because he wasn't moving fast enough to go after Joe Biden here. 
and a lot of people were getting getting on him. And I told you guys at the time, I was like, look, guys, I know Jamie Comer. We've been friends for a long time. He was the ag commissioner in the state of Kentucky, and then he became uh, the congressman from western Kentucky. So I've known the guy. He is very methodical, and he doesn't do anything without proof first. This is just how he operates. So he's not going to stick. He's not going to go out there and just do this for the sake of doing it because of a political attack. He's going to build a case with hard evidence, and that is exactly what they have done. We have bank records. We have text messages. We have phone call audio. We have the president himself, or the the current president, then vice president himself, bragging about his corrupt acts. We We have... call logs we have we have witnesses of events and 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 showing up at dinners we have former associates we have IRS agents that have come forward and said this is happening we've had department of justice members come forward and say this is happening it's being uncovered it's being covered up we've had uh, FBI agents come forward and say this is happening and it's being covered up there is a massive case a massive case for criminal activity on the part of not just Hunter Biden, but Joe Biden and many of his other family members, all associated with Biden's position politically. And Jamie Comer is building that case. And if he builds that case first and then does the subpoena, the media has no choice. The Department of Justice has no choice. The court system has no choice but to go along and try to find the truth. We have caught Joe Biden in so many lies, I can't even count the number of lies now. So we have put together a case that I think would uh, stand up in any court of law in America, and we hope to hear from the Biden soon. But I wish the media would ask the president, what exactly did your family do to receive this $21 million that the House Oversight Committee has? What is their product? What do they make? I mean, is it is it uh, Joe Biden's crocheted hair wigs that you can sniff? It's scratch and sniff hair. So you just you scratch it and you can smell like different you know, versions of, of, of different, you know, strawberry and peach and all this different stuff, just, you know, scratch and sniff wigs that you can smell like the president does. What what exactly does the Biden family produce? Nothing. It's proven. He just continues to say, well, that's a lie. That's not true. We have their bank records, Maria. <laughs> bank records don't lie. Congressman, when are you expecting to subpoena Joe and Hunter Biden? Well, we want to talk to about three or four more associates first. Uh, we've been communicating with a couple of them. Uh, we're trying to bring them in just like we did Devin Archer for a transcribed interview. Uh, if they don't come in voluntarily, then they'll be subpoenaed. So I want to play another soundbite for you because this is kind of funny and interesting. Um, this is CNN, and he's it's uh, Jake Tapper. And Jake Tapper is interviewing Elizabeth Warren, a.k.a. Focahontas, the fake Native American. And... Um, she, she he asks her in this weird sort of long drawn out non uh, like how do i put this he's covering for biden while he's asking the question and he's refusing to admit what we already know but he still asks her are you even comfortable with the biden family making so much money associated with his influence and of course focahontas changes the subject away from her onto other people because she doesn't want to answer this question because she's a hypocrite. Republicans on the House Oversight Committee um, say that they have identified more than $20 million in payments from foreign sources to the Biden family, including Hunter Biden and their business associates. So far, we haven't seen any direct evidence 
pointing to Joe Biden, President. How can you say that? How can a journalist, how can somebody who purports to be an actual real journalist say that? There is a text message in which Hunter Biden says, I am sitting here with my dad and we want to know where our money is. Now, is that proof that Joe Biden was in on it? No, because Jazzy could send a text right now to Michael Brown and say, I'm sitting here with Leland and I we want to know where our money is, fool. If you want these glasses back, you better slap them white shoes on and get in your red Cadillac with your white leather seats and drive down here to the radio. Kel is just about to lose it. Drive down here to the radio station and give us our damn money. How'd you know I actually did that just right, now? Right. And 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 Brown could say, Well, there's the there's the evidence that you and Leland were in on it together, but I could be totally innocent just sitting in here bloviating about all number of things and not be guilty of the said accusation. But the evidence is very strong if you say that in a text to Michael Brown. You see where I'm going. You're following me on this. Stop it. What? Stop what? Stop it. I'm not doing anything. I'm just doing a show here, Kel Kel. Just Doing a show, just using examples, like real life, real life examples with real people and the cars they wear and the clothes they wear. You, you're the one that brought up the Maui Jim sunglasses and nobody knows who they belong to. The point I'm making is that it's still evidence. It may not prove anything, but it is still evidence. And so for him to sit there and say, we don't have evidence. I'll play you the rest of the soundbite when we continue. Also, more guesses as to whose glasses these Maui Jim glasses are. When we continue, 6.30 KL, Denver's Talk Station. (laughs) All right, text the show, 57739-57739-5736 says, Leland, the Bidens manufacture dementia drugs. Joe needs to test a few more tweaks first. (laughs) Yeah, uh, he said this today. We got finished... And I signed the pen. Uh, you signed the pen, okay. All Representative right. Mark, Mark uh, Takano. Okay, all right. And then, of course, you know, yesterday when he was asked about whether or not the immigrants, we were responsible to take care of them because of climate change, and then he answered a question with an answer about lead pipes in America. The guy is off his freaking rocker. What is the deal with this, too? Just a side note. Um, where is it? I've got this one. I pulled all this audio yesterday. Yeah, here we go. What is the deal with him thinking this is a funny joke? Don't jump. He's standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon and across a little chasm is a gaggle. That's what you call them, a gaggle of reporters. And he yells to them, don't jump. He's done this at campaign events. Speaking events where there'll be people up high in the balcony behind him, he'll turn around and be like, huh, don't jump. Like, what? What? Was that ever? Am I missing something? Was that ever a joke? Is that Was that ever, like, what are you saying, man? There might be somebody in the audience who's thinking about it. Like, what are you doing? Okay, two suggestions on the uh, Maui Jim sunglasses, Cal Cal. Um, 3798 says they might be dragging red beards. I don't know. I don't think that. I, I feel like Dragon Redbeard probably wears uh, truck stop specials. You know, the, the ones that are like nine ninety nine at the truck shop. 
truck stop, like Already at Bucky's. Asked him, it's not. They're not his. They're not dragons. No. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, he bought his sunglasses at Bucky's. I'm pretty sure. I was about to say Bucky's seems like a a good. Uh, yeah, you can get sunglasses, yeah. fudge, and barbecue. I mean, and gas also. By Beef the way, turkey. Yeah, and they got a clean place to poop. I mean, it's it's a it's a thing. You know, it's a thing. Uh, Leland, they belong to Willie B. No, I don't think they belong. Willie B's way too cool. Do you guys? I don't. Okay, y'all have heard Willie B. He's going to be on Twisted View Friday tomorrow. It'll be Christian Toto. Willie B and Ross Kaminsky, because Super Shoe is off gallivanting around somewhere. Um, Willie B is as cool as it gets. Okay, if you've ever met, you've you, you've heard him on the radio. Willie B is like you. He walks in the room and everybody's like, "I just want to hang around that guy because he's so cool." That's there's no way he wears Maui Jim sunglasses. No way. What? I'm telling you, dude. They are Michael Brown's sunglasses. He has left them here. And not right now, Michael Brown is down at the bingo game at St. Catharines. And he's like, I can't drive home at sunset in my red Cadillac with my white leather seats because I'll be staring at the sun and I won't be able to see because I forgot my Maui Jim sunglasses at the radio station. <laughs> Next hour, Christy Burton Brown joins us. How can we stop the madness of our state legislature and keep them from raising our taxes monumentally on property. Well, we'll discuss that and more. I am Leland Conway, 630 KHOW, Denver's Talk Station. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.